Hey there, Kyle Hyde Club. It's Kyle. Um, so FYI, this is going to be the first MMA uh, inclusive episode that I do. Uh, plan is to talk about upcoming uh, UFC events, probably the week before and then week after they happen. Uh, you know, just preview and I guess post view of the fights. Um, I guess just first a little background how I, you know, became a fan and started being so obsessed with this sport, even though I don't fight myself. I don't really want to because I don't want to get punched in the face or in the head. I don't need any more brain damage. But uh, I guess it really started back my freshman year at college, which was, I don't even know, six or seven years ago now. And... You know, just my spare time, I I found uh, Joe Rogan's podcast. And back then, you know, those years ago, it was more than half his guests were pretty much just fighters and uh, fighting coaches or strength and conditioning coaches or what have you. Those were mainly his guests in the beginning. So I would listen to it and, you know, he'd talk to fighters and most of them I didn't know at the time, but I knew a name here or there, or I seen them in UFC. And even though I didn't understand the technical terms they were talking about or anything like that, it was really interesting how they broke down the game, um, their strategies going into it, depending on the different type of style of opponents, uh, you know, between striker, grappler, wrestler, jiu-jitsu guy, you know, judo, karate what have you, the list goes on and on, Um, it made me realize that these guys aren't just dumb brutes that are, you know, just going out there trying to smash people, Uh, you know, a lot of these guys, I'd say most, are pretty cerebral fighters, uh, you know, and then they go in there with the purpose and the strategy to try to dismantle another human being, while that human being is also trying to do the same to you. Um, so just listening to them way talk about it and not even watching fights was very interesting, you know, and then they talk about other things in their personal life and their background. So then you get to know, like, you know, these are actually just people like you or I, um, you know, just cause they fight in a metal cage doesn't mean, you know, they're immortal or they're not human or don't have emotions. So that was pretty cool. And that's, I guess, how I first started watching, uh, fighting in the UFC, you know, the UFC is the big name, you know, I've seen, I've been to some fights with, uh, at my buddy's house, his dad would purchase them, be like, hey, he's purchasing us for friends, like, you know, come over, you know, we're not, have to pay anything, we can just get drunk, you know, it was awesome, so we did a couple of those, and and it was fun, it was always fun watching them, um, so yeah, I just started watching it more and more and listening to Joe Rogan's podcast more and more and realizing, oh, this is an actual sport. And if anything, it's more than just a sport. So it was pretty cool. Um, and then what really grabbed me into it, honestly, was fucking Conor McGregor. Um, I have Irish roots, um, not me, myself, but I believe my mom's grandmother came over on... It was either my mom's grandmother or my mom's grandmother's mom. 
um, they came over from Ireland to the United States at Staten Island. Uh, I've seen the paperwork to prove it. It's kind of cool. Um, so yeah, even though I'm basically just a normal-ass white American, it's cool to know where your lineage comes from. Um, and so I kind of, even though I'm really American first and I don't really, I'm not too nationalistic, it's cool to be like, oh yeah, got that Irish blood. Luckily the Irish. You know, I got red hair, my dad's a fucking ginger, I got a crazy red beard. So it's whatever. And then McGregor came along and honestly I didn't watch any of his fights leading up to, I think it was the first time he was supposed to fight uh, Jose Aldo. Um, um, and I believe, yeah, I was watching that, but he got hurt. And so he fought for the interim title belt. Who was that against? Wow, I'm spacing. It's probably the weed seed. I'm still going to be high during these. This is still Kyle High Club. It's just going to be just different series. Same production. Same production staff. <laughs> same tools. Just different shit we're talking about. Um, wow, I can't believe we're going to have to look this up. Let's see. Results. I can't. I don't know why I can't remember who he fought for that belt. I know. Oh, duh, Chad Mendez. See, I was. I could think of Eddie Alvarez in my head, but I knew he fought Eddie at the weight class above him. I don't know why, but for some reason I get Eddie Alvarez and Chad Mendez mixed up. I don't get them mixed up, but sometimes I think they're the same guy. And, you know, one of them exists and the other doesn't. But, uh, yeah, the first time I saw McGregor fight was a Chad Mendes fight. Um, and I heard the hype behind, like, you know, his weaknesses on the ground. He can't, you know, we've never seen him there. We've never seen him on his back. Uh, I knew Mendez was a wrestler going into it. And I also know I think he had eight days notice. So he wasn't the most conditioned for that fight. But it was a crazy fight, and I watched it, and, you know, Mendez got him on his back, and I was like, oh, fuck, this is it. Like, this is where people said he's vulnerable, and it looks like it, they're right. Like, he didn't look very strong there, but, you know, somehow at the end of that second round, he, uh, McGregor out up and somehow finished him at 457 in the second round. And since then, I was like, wow. And the accuracy of those punches and that that combination was just beautiful. And, that, you know, that's been played so many times over. And so I was like, damn. That was the first time I ever saw him fight. Um, so after that, I was just, I was on board. Um, I joined the bandwagon. You know, the guy had been talking a bunch of shit. People were pissed off at him. That the only reason he was getting a towel shot so soon was because he was talking a lot of shit. And, I mean, they're definitely probably partially right um at the end of the days it is a business yeah you know the letters behind it are trying to make money so 
I mean, if it's, if it's what the people want to see, it's what the people want to see. And, you know, whatever. It's the way the world is. So, yeah, he knocked out Mendez. And then when he fought Otto, knocked him out in 13 seconds. I will remember probably the day I die how I was in my apartment in college with a couple of buddies. It was pitch black. We just turned all the lights on. And every, and all the fights before it were pretty good. Uh, and then he knocked Aldo out in 13 seconds. And everybody jumped out of their seats and were like, what the fuck? And I remember being like, what the fuck? What the fuck? What just happened? And that was crazy. So I was even more on board, even more on his nuts. And then... He messed up Alvarez uh, as well. I forget how he knocked him out. But he, yeah, and then he won two belts. First guy ever to simultaneously hold two belts. And then the man fucking fought Floyd Mayweather. Got everyone to buy into that BS. And then got his ass destroyed by Habib. But either way, he made a shit ton of money. He's a star. I don't know what he's going to do next. Don't care. Um, I don't care if he retires. You know, I'd like to see him fight again and avenge himself. But, you know, he's made enough money. But, you know, he he really drew me in for, further. The stardom of him just, and I'm sure for a bunch of people, made them like, oh, okay, like, this is a real sport. Like, this guy's a legit, you know, fucking star. And he fought Floyd Mayweather. Everybody fucking knows that. Even people that don't know the UFC probably know McGregor if they live on this in this planet (laughs) you know so after that I just started started watching all the fights I'd watch them every fucking week you know or every time they had them on and you know just a huge fan now I can't say I'm an expert because obviously I'm not but I'd say I'd watch it just about every UFC fight, but definitely, I think I might have missed. No, I I watched our I might have missed the Argentina card, but I think I went back and rewatched it. Um, but I've seen just about every UFC event for the past two years at least, probably two and a half, three now. And yeah, um, I just like f- talking about it, I like watching them. Um, I really like watching up-and-comers and seeing how people progress throughout their careers, uh, see how they bounce back after losses, um, how they ride win streaks, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, it's very interesting. So, with that finished, uh, the there's a big event coming up this weekend. It's UFC 235. It's by far the biggest card of the year, uh, 2019. Uh, you know, very early in the year. It's late February, beginning of March. But nonetheless, the biggest card by far. Um, probably the most stacked we've had in a long, long time. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty excited. Um, I guess what I plan on doing is, you know, an event that's coming up. I literally want to run through each and every fight on the card. Um, I'll start with the very first fight that happens, you know, early prelims, prelims, and then the main card. Um, 
I'm definitely going to run across a bunch of people in the early fights that I may not know or know off the top of my head. But uh, we'll do. I'll do my best to you know at least talk about it and see, you know, put whatever opinion I can on it or just. Yeah, that's really it. <clears throat> but yeah, UFC 235. Uh, the first fight is. What division? Do they tell me what division here? Okay. I'm going on the UFC website. They don't say what division. I say the pound, so 115. It's a woman's featherweight fight. It's Pollyanna Vi- Viviana. Oh, I'm probably going to destroy some of these names too. Versus Hannah Cyphers. Um, so I think, I believe, I've seen both these ladies fight before. But I don't really remember too much about their styles. It says they both lost their last fight. Pollyanna versus Aldridge, which I kind of remember her. Uh, blonde. I don't remember her first name, and they're not showing her first name. But you know, she looked like a legit fighter. I guess I honestly don't remember too much. She's pretty cute. Uh, Hannah Cipher is also cute as well. Um, who did she fight? She. Oh, she fought Barber. I think Macy Barber, who I think is a fucking, fucking amazing. Yeah, she got knocked out. I believe it's Macy Barber. But Macy Barber's, I think, will be a legit star someday. I don't know about star, but she definitely has what it takes. Like, she seemed fucking, first off, really fucking good. And she's just pretty attractive. I think she's young. I think she's 20 years old, which is insane. Um... She looked like a very exciting fighter. But, uh, yeah, versus Pollyanna versus Hannah Cyphers, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know too much about them. Uh, 5-5 five, five versus 5-1. Five, Pollyanna has the advantage. 67-inch reach to 63, so 4-inch reach advantage. I'll probably play play a role. And I think she was probably the most athletic fighter. If I had to go with somebody, I'd probably pick her. But, again, I don't really remember uh, their fight too much, their last fight's too, too much, but I believe I remember watching So the next fight is at 135, uh, women's bantamweight division. Uh, Gina Mazzani versus Macy Chiasson. Uh, I don't know if I've seen Gina Mazzani fight before. Uh, she's got cool purple hair. You know, she's pretty attractive as well. Uh, let's see. She lost a decision versus Landsberg, her last fight. Uh, oh, she lost to Sarah McMahon back in February 2017, so two years ago. Fought Yanan, some Asian lady. And then Landsberg. So her last fight was a loss. Um, and then Macy Chasson. I know I've seen this girl fight before. I remember her her haircut and her tattoos. I think she was pretty fucking good. So she's undefeated. Yeah. They don't give it right away. You actually have to go to the player profile. That's so dumb. I think she's 4-0. Oh, she f- was on the Ultimate Fighter season finale. Oh, okay. 
So that's where I probably saw her from. And she won by submission. I think she looked pretty good. You know, Rune could choke. Um, she's got, what's that, 5-inch height advantage and 4-inch reach advantage. So I'd probably have to go with her, but fight's a fight. Uh, the next fight is Edmund Shabazan versus Charles Kid Dynamite Bird. Oh, I should start saying their, their nicknames. I fucked up. So they don't even have a picture of Edmund Shabazian on the UFC website. So I'm not, I don't know who he is. He says he's from the United States. Um, yeah, I'm assuming this would be his first fight um, in the UFC. I guess I'll look at his pro play file real quick. But uh, I feel like I've seen Charles Bird before, but I don't know who against Kid Dynamite. That's a cool nickname, but uh, I feel like he should get some more wins. Oh, he fought uh, Stewart. Uh, the Darren Stewart? He lost versus him. And that might have been, yeah, he got knocked out. I can't remember him being knocked out, which I guess isn't good. But Edmund Shabazan, they have a picture, the Golden Boy, that's his nickname. And you know, oh, and this is the middleweight division. Um, he fought Stewart as well. Oh, in the Ultimate Fighter season finale, and he beat him. So this guy beat. Edmund beat the guy that Charles Bird last fought and got knocked out by. So I guess I'd have to go with Edmund Shabazian. You know what? Also, what I'm going to do while I do this is put up the odds for these fights. Um, I like to let a bet a little bit. I don't bet too much. I just bet like five or ten bucks here or there. It's a real pansy shit. But, uh,. Yeah, let's talk, see, I want to see what these odds are, too. Um, but, I mean, let's see. Ann Edmund has a 4-inch height advantage. They don't list his reach. Okay. So, UFC hasn't measured this guy at all. Yeah, Pollyanna's a favorite. I'd probably pick her. Gianna. Ooh. Oh, no. Macy's a favorite. Edmund's the favorite. 135 to 115. I guess that makes sense. All right. So that ends the early prelims. The next fight is... Ooh, wow. That's a fucking good-ass fight for the first fight for the prelims. It's fucking Diego the... Diego Nightmare Sanchez versus fucking Mickey Gall. And, of course, Diego Sanchez, Ultimate Fighter Season 1 winner. Him and Matt Hughes. Uh, he beat up... Uh, Diego beat up... Um, Kenny Florian to win. And, of course, Mickey Gall fought CM Punk his first fight and just wrestled on the ground and beat his face in like he deserved um and i i don't know how good diego sanchez's ground game is and his wrestling is i'm assuming since he's been around so long he knows how to wrestle and defend takedowns 
But from what I know and have seen, Mickey Gall's wrestling is on another level. And I don't know. I know Diego's scrappy and he can probably not he can knock you out in any second, but I feel like Mickey Gall will probably take this uh in a in a grappling match, a wrestling match, uh, against the cage. Um, I wonder how good Mickey's stand up is. I haven't really seen it too much. I've really only seen him wrestle. So we'll see if Diego will, you know, stuff some takedowns and make him... He's definitely going to have to stand with him in the beginning of the rounds. I mean, he's a brawler. He's tough. He's going to be hard to put out. Um, so we'll see how that goes. And Gall's a favorite, two, minus 245 to Diego Sanchez, plus 195. Yeah, over-under, and they have over-under, too. Next fight... A pretty good fight as well. Cody Spartan Stamen versus Alejandro Turbo Perez. Um, I know I've seen Cody Stamen fight twice, I believe. I don't know if I've seen Alejandro fight Alejandro Perez. Um, I'll look at the their profiles here in a second to really to remember. So yeah, Stamen. Got submitted by Aljamain Sterling. Oh, yeah, by a fucking knee bar. I remember. I think it was a knee bar. And back on September. So I guess he didn't hurt it too bad. So he's fighting again here early March. So that's pretty cool. Um, and Stamen beat Brian Caraway before that decision. I remember watching that. That was a good fight. Um, Cody Stamen looks pretty good. Um, I think Andre Sterling is just on another level, as we've seen recently. He, uh, who did Andre just beat? He just beat Jimmy Rivera, and pretty decisively. Um, I think when Andre Sterling's fucking, you know, when he's focused, he's one of the best in the world, and he's probably a top five in that in that division, and probably will be if he's not already ranked. Uh, he'll at least be top 10, but, uh, yeah, so it's a Bantamweight fight, uh, 135, right, Bantamweight, yeah, 135 for men's and women's, uh, and Alejandro Padres, what, who's he fought, who's he fought, let's see, Winland, I don't know who that is, but it was last, he hasn't fought since last July, so it's a pretty decent layoff. Uh, but he won the decision. Got a knockout before that. Oh, he's on it. And he beat uh, he beat Uri Alacandra back in December of 2017. That's a big win by decision. Had a knockout after that, and then decision again versus Lineland. Um, so it doesn't seem like this guy's too much of a slouch. I'd have to watch him fight. Obviously, he's not a slouch. He's in the fucking UFC. He'd probably kick my ass, even though I've. 60 pounds on him. Um, I have the same height. Uh, Perez has, what's that, a two and a half reach advantage. Um, yeah, what's, what are the odds for this one? Stamen's a minus 200. Perez is plus 170. You know, I think, even though I haven't seen Perez fight, uh, they're both, ah, damn it. Both rank 12 and 13. Stamen's 12. Perez is 13. Um, 
I think I'd probably give the edges a statement, even though I haven't seen Perez fight. Um, but it wouldn't be a bad idea to put, you know, just a couple bucks on plus 170 Perez. Uh, he's got some decent wins in his background. Uh, he's probably been training a lot. Probably He's probably gotten better um, since he's had a decent amount of time off. We'll see. Or maybe he's just been chilling. I don't know him. Um, next fight is going to be an amazing fight. It's the second to last fight on the prelims. The legend Misha Serkinov, ranked number 14 versus number fi- now number 15, Johnny Walker. So Johnny Walker's got a number next to his name. That's pretty cool. Um, Johnny Walker's going to be a star, um, especially at 205. They need fresh blood in that division. Um, who did he just fuck up recently? I have to look all this up because I forget. I've seen, I've already seen too many fights, and I've watched. Only been watching this like closely for two years, and I forget. Fought Ledet and Khalil Roundtree. They don't have a. Wow, he KO'd Ledet in the first round, 16 seconds. I remember watching him on, I think, the Contender Series. And, yeah, dude's good. And he fucking fought him for uh, February 2nd. He's about to fight on, what, March 2nd? So he's fighting literally a month later. Um, I mean, he's fine. He knocked him do down in 16 seconds. There's fucking Misha Serkinov. Uh, I believe he's got a pretty good ground game. Um, but I don't know. I'm, th- I'm thinking, you know, I don't hope for somebody to lose, but I kind of want Johnny Walker to win just because I think he could be, you know, one of these next generation guys that, you know, fights for that belt and maybe one day, you know, against John Jones, you know, who also fights in this card. We'll get to that later. You know, I said before, I don't know if I, anybody could be John Jones, but I'm not saying Johnny Walker could. But who knows? You know, five years from now, that'd be an amazing fight. We'll see. We'll see. A lot of a lot of ifs there. So, but uh, Johnny Walker's a minus one fifty favorite. Misha Serkinov's plus one thirty. Um, over under at one and a half. A lot of people have it or uh, under one and a half. I don't know. I might go. Mm, I don't know. Misha's real tough. I might take that. That over one and a half rounds plus 140. So he's got to survive two rounds. Or both guys have to survive two rounds. So they have to make it to the third. Oof, I don't know. That's a risky. That's risky. But that's why it's betting, guys. And that's why it's it's plus. And to close out the prelims is an amazing fight. Can't wait. we got Jeremy Stevens versus Zabit Mago Madsharp. Off. I believe that's how you say it or close to it. Sabit Magomed Sharpiov. It's the best I'm going to get at it. Uh, they got Stevens number six, Sabit number 13. And while I like Jeremy Stevens, he's been on Joe Rogan's podcast and he seems like a pretty decent guy. Um, you know, he looks like a meathead, he looks like an asshole, but he's got some cerebralness. To his game, definitely some strategy. 
has other interests in life is another person. Uh, Zabit, on the other hand, I don't know. I uh, he's from Russia, so he barely speaks English. But I don't know. I think Zabit's just on a whole nother level. Even though Jeremy Stevens has been around for a long time, he's got some power. The little heathen Stevens. Uh, Zabit's just on another level. Um, and I, I think it's a shame that he's ranked only number 13 at 145. I guess 145's kind of stacked. But I think he'll probably beat up Stevens. I think he probably gets it done quickly within two rounds, maybe. I don't know. Steven's probably hard to finish. But let's see. Who do they last? Let's go to who each of these guys last fought. Nice. I still have fucking half an hour to talk about fights. I thought I'd not have enough time to go through every single fight. But I still got half an hour. I'm hype. Trying to keep these within an hour because, you know, I got other things to do. I'm not getting paid for these, obviously. Um, so, yeah. Oh, yeah, Stevens got fucked up by Aldo in the first round. But Aldo's on a whole nother level. That's what I'm saying. I don't think Stevens is that upper echelon level. I don't think he's top five guy. Probably top ten. But I think Zabit is quite possibly top five guy. And if he wins this fight, he should be ranked top five, at least top ten. Um, at least, no minimum than ten, but it, he should be, at least be top seven. Um, Jeremy Stevens did beat up Josh Emmett in a fight before that. And I think Doohu Choi, two very excellent fighters, um, two top 15 guys in my opinion. Um, so he got, the guy's a fighter. He's a legit fighter. He's been doing this for a while for a reason. So you can't count him out. So, I mean, what are the odds? The beat's minus 245 and Jeremy Stevens plus 195. Even though I think, you know, honestly, I'm not surprised the odds are a little bigger. But it's because Stevens is so tough and he's such a legit guy. Um, there's, yeah. It's it's tough not to uh, not to wager anything on this. Um, so Sabit just fought Brandon Davis. I forgot who he was supposed to fight initially, but they got hurt, and Brandon Davis stepped in within like a week notice. Uh, and he also lost by getting uh, well, Sabit won by a fucking knee bar, I believe, and he might have fucked up knee, Brandon knee, Davis's knee. I can't remember. And before that, it was a beat versus Kyle Bokniak, which was a crazy fight. Um, and I believe Bokniak was just fucking biting down on his mouthpiece and throwing haymakers because he knew it couldn't compete with Zabit technically, and he just tried to knock him out. But I think Zabit's head is too big, man. He's too quick. He's too technical. Um... I love when guys prove me wrong. I love betting on the underdogs. I really only bet... If I ever bet on fights, I really only bet on underdogs because that's where you make your money. Which makes sense. Um, yeah. That's the close... That's close out the prelims. Get a sip of coffee real quick. Took too many rips before I started this. Be a little more lucid here. All right.
And wow, the opener for the main card is fucking Cody Garbrandt, Cody No Love Garbrandt, number two, former champion at 135. And it's Pedro Munoz. Pedro the Young Punisher Munoz. Um, about to see. <coughs> sorry. <coughs> it makes for great podcasting. Just sneezing everywhere. Yeah, Cody uh, lost his last two fights versus uh, the current champ at 135, uh, TJ Dillashaw. And both times, Cody hurt him. And I think he's a more technical boxer. He has better boxing. He's probably quicker with his boxing, too. Um, and that showed it, I think, both fights because they... Uh, and it definitely showed in the Dominic Cruz fight. And Dominic Cruz is fucking quick. And he just kind of toyed with him. But uh, Garbrandt had Dillashaw both those fights. He had him hurt. But then once he had him hurt, he started swinging too hard. He lost his fundamentals. And his punches got real loopy. A lot of fat in them. They weren't straight any longer. So they weren't getting there as quick. And then TJ, TJ even though he was hurt, he just stayed a little more tighter. A little more disciplined. And... Both times finished him while Garbrandt was trying to finish him. And when you just try to open up and swing for the fences, um, it leaves yourself vulnerable. And it all it takes is one punch to change the entire fucking fight or one hit. And, you know, playing with fire, you get burnt sometimes. And honestly, just got burnt. You know, he thought he'd learned from the first fight. Uh, he didn't. He thought it was a fluke. Um... And then, you know, same thing happened. And hopefully, I think he probably learned from it. Um, he's a real good fighter. I thought it was a little soon when he fought Cruz to give him a title shot. I thought he was probably a potential star in the making. You know, he's got the tattoos. He, he's an attractive dude. Um, he talks well. He's a young guy. But I thought it was a little too soon. And he proved me wrong and fucking ran circles around uh, Dominic Cruz. Um, I mean, it was a competitive fight for sure. It's not like Cruz didn't have his moments. But, uh, I mean, he was literally taunting him in the ring, and Cody was. And he looked fucking real impressive. And I was like, well, damn, this might be the next guy. Um, but then, you know, TJ silenced him real quick. Uh, TJ, TJ was the man. And then he just he lost for Cejudo. That's the fight game, though. We can't win them all. And then fucking Cody Garbrandt's number two. Uh, he's fighting Pedro Munoz, who's fucking number seven, I believe. Number nine, which is crazy. He probably hasn't fought in a while, so. Yeah. He hasn't fought since, well, I guess November. So that wasn't that long ago, but he fought Brian Caraway. I don't know if Caraway's a top 15 guy or not. He might be in that division. Um, but uh, he knocked Caraway out on the first round. Before that, he beat Johns. And he lost to John Dodson before that. Hmm. It's a strange fight to get Garbrandt down. I'd rather him see somebody higher in the rankings, but Nuno's is a beast for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, so it'll be a great fight to watch. We'll see if Cody can bounce back or not. 
Um, what are the odds? Garbrandt's a favorite at minus 140. Blowing the camera because there's fucking beard on my phone. Sorry about that. Or blowing the camera. Blowing in to the microphone. Uh, Munoz is plus 120. I think I already said that. Um, and I really think this is probably a pickup fight. Um, I would definitely give a slight edge to Garbrandt. Um, but I wouldn't hate on the plus 120 bet. I wouldn't bet the house on it. But it's worth a little risk, I think. And then the next fight is Tisha Tornez. Tisha the Tiny Tornado Torres versus Wei Li Zhang. Her nickname's Magnum. She's 18 and 1. Wow. I don't. I've obviously, I know who Tisha Torres is. I can't remember who she last fought. And I don't. I feel like I've heard the name Wheelie Zhang, but, I, but this is at 115 feather. Bones featherweight. Nothing better than burping in the microphone either. I like those coffee burps too. But uh, Tisha Torres is number seven in that division, and Zhang is 15. Tisha last fought. Oh, she last fought fucking Joanna. And and Jessica Andrade before that. Damn. Both losses. Well, those are both top three fighters. And lost to Michelle, the karate Heidi Watterson. So she's been on a losing streak. Um, but she she's a veteran fighter. She knows how to fight. She just fucking fought fucking the killers of, of fucking women's MMA. Fucking Ioana's a beast. Um... Jessica Andrade is a fucking beast, and I think she deserves a title shot versus Rose. I think so. Um, it might be in the works. I've already finalized. I don't care remember. Did you do that fight in Cutter Diba? You know, I gotta, I gotta look that up real quick. Rose eyeing spring returns. That's Jessica Andra J's only fight that makes sense. I, I fucking agree. And that'd be a crazy fight. Andra J fucking, fucking stones in her hands at 115, which is unheard of. That girl hits hard. I'm scared. She's thick. Fucking Jack, too. She's scary. Kind of reminds me of Amanda Nunes, but at 115. She's got her. Well, she's not fighting. <laughs> talking about people that ain't even fighting. But, uh, so we got Tisha Torres versus Wei Li Zhang. So Tisha Torres has been on a little of a, a slump, but she's also been facing some killers. Wei Li Zhang, number 15. So I'm assuming she just got that 15. Oh, yeah, first Jessica Angular is a veteran fighter. Beat her submission the first round. She beat Taylor. I don't know who Taylor is by decision. Looks like some young black chick. Um, she's 29. Uh, Zang's got a three lead. Three Jesus. Three inch height advantage and a two and a half reach advantage. Um, 
the odds Torres is plus 100 and Zhang is minus 120. Uh, I myself might end up betting on Torres just because I know she's a proven fighter, even though she's been on a a rough patch, but she's been fighting top three fighters. Um, uh, while she might be top, might not be top three at the moment. Definitely has the potential to be pro- definitely top ten right now, possibly top five. So she's she's just fought some tough fights. Uh, she's a veteran. Hopefully she swings back. You know, I don't. It's not like I root. I'm trying to root for one person or the other. I don't know Zhang that well. Um, but she's a favorite, and there's a reason for that. She's probably pretty good. Um, so we'll see how that works out. That would be a cool fight before all the really, really fun fights. So the next fight, and honestly, this might be my favorite fight of the night. It's fucking Robbie Lawler. Robbie Ruthless Lawler versus Ben Funky Anderson, Jesus, Ben Askren. And finally, Ben Askren's in the UFC. Um, I never, Honestly, I never heard of Ben Askren until he was on Joe Rogan's podcast. Um, he's a very intelligent, smart, funny guy. Uh, he trolls a lot on social media. He's calling out all everybody in the UFC now. It's fucking awesome. He wants to fight everybody. He wants to prove that he's the best. Uh, background, I believe he's a very good wrestler. Him and Tyron Woodley actually training partners. They were college wrestling teammates, and they wrestled together pretty much every day and just iron sharpened iron. Um, and I believe Woodley said, like, As- there's nobody like Askren. Like, he's better than him at wrestling. Um, and then facing Robbie Lawler, who's a fucking deadly-ass fighter. Just fucking deadly. Um... I don't know how good he is on the ground, but, I mean, the dude's obviously fucking yoked and strong as fuck. Um, so I think he might be able to stuff some of his takedowns, but again, I've never seen Askren fight. Maybe I should do some research before, but I kind of don't want to. I kind of just want to see what he does when he goes in there. Um, Waller did lose. Wow, he has fought for a while. Um... A decision to RDA, Rafael Dos Anjos, back in December of 2017, so over a year now. Um, it was a five-round decision. I remember that was just a brutal beat-up because RDA came up to 170. Why are they fighting 170? 180? Yeah, they're fighting at 170. God, how was Lawler 170? That dude was fucking yoked. Jesus. But, Jesus Christ. Yeah, he he had a war last time versus RDA. And he probably needed some time off. Because RDA's cardio is just insane. It's just fucking... It was like a video game, man. Just always pressing buttons. Never stopped. And even though Lawler is a pretty good striker. Um, and he's tough as there is. As he proved in that fight once again. He, uh... I don't know, he, he didn't have an answer that day. Um, ben Askren's not really a striker, as far as I know. Like, that's not his background, so I don't think... He won't beat him in that facet, for sure. He has to get him on the ground. And if he doesn't, he's going to get his brains beaten. Um, and opposite, and the same goes the opposite way. If Askren gets Robbie to the ground, I think he might beat his brains in as well. Um it's a very interesting fight between contrast contrasting styles. Um, 
I'm really looking forward to Askren's debut, and they're just feeding him the fucking, the fucking sharks. It's right off the bat. Damn, Dana. Dana has no remorse. <laughs> um, let's see where the odds. Askren's a minus 275 favorite. Robbie Lawler's plus 225, which is insane that Lawler is that far of an underdog versus anybody. Um... Even though, again, I don't want either guy to get their face beat in, but I would like to see Ashkin win, you know, just his debut fight, kind of silence Dana White, just be like, hey, I like I'm a legit fighter, and then start fighting the best guys in the world. I think even if he loses, you know, I mean, it depends on how it is. I mean, we'll see come Saturday, but um, even saying that, I will probably put some money down. Uh, to f- on Lawler just because plus two twenty five is pretty good fucking odds, you know. Considering it's a fight, anybody can win. You know, anybody has a puncher's chance. So we'll see. Very excited for that. Um, then we got the co-main event. It's a championship fight at one seventy between Tyron Woodley and Kamaru Usman. And then Usman, and let's see. Ooh, I didn't. Let me. So Lawler and Askren both five eleven, and Lawler's got a two inch reach advantage. It's interesting. This might get caught with some punches as he goes in for those takedowns. We'll see. We'll see how that works. But he's been training with Woodley, who's one of the best at you know using both of them, using the striking and wrestling. So we'll see. And he seems like a very cerebral guy, and yeah, can't wait. How much time I got? I got 15 minutes, so I got two fights, 15 minutes. We'll see how this goes. So we got co-main event, Tyler Woodley versus Kamaru Usman. Uh, Usman's got a pretty big height advantage, six foot to five nine. It's three inch height advantage. So it's not that much, but in fighting it's a lot. Two inch reach advantage, even though Woodley has longer legs, longer reach with his legs. Um, Woodley, of course, is the champ. He's defended his belt. He's defended his belt several times. I don't know. Of course, fought Darren Till's last fight. Dropped him with a punch. Got on top of him. Beat his face in. Oh, he choked him out. He beat his face in and choked him out. Uh, he beat Damian Maya by decision. Basically, gave the blueprint on how to beat Maya. Stay away from him. You know, stuff all his takedowns and just punch him in the face. Uh, he fought Wonder Boy, you know, twice before that. And though, even though some people said they were boring fights, that's how you got to fight them. Um, beat Robbie Lawler before that. Beat Kelvin Gaslin before that. Kim, Rory McDonald, Carlos Condit. How many times has he defended his belt? Josh Koscheck. Okay, all those can't be can't be title fights. I th- think he had the belt when him and Rory fought. Why would he fight Kim? <laughs> but he yeah, he's defended his belt at least five times. And Dude's a beast, great wrestling, fucking 
all the power in the world in his right hand, could knock anybody out. Uh, Usman, very good wrestling as well. I believe he wrestled at Nebraska, a D2 school. Came from, he's from Nigeria. He's Nigerian Nightmare. He also beat Damian Maya, beat RDA, his fight before that. Just grabbed him, put him on the ground, wrestled him into a decision. And he beat Emil Meek before Maya. So he has some pretty good wins on him. Um... And yeah, so the uh, let's let's see the I already said the numbers for this, right? Yeah, I did. And I don't know. So the, the betting numbers: Usman's a plus one thirty underdog, Woodley's a minus one fifty favorite. I think Woodley will probably win. He's got an advantage in every department as far as technicality. I think he's a better wrestler, better striker. Usman's a little bigger than him, but uh, Woodley's fought guys that are taller than him all the time, but. You know, he's just he's just a fucking brick shit house. Very excited for that fight. Five rounds since the champ fight and the co main event, so that'll be cool. Um Yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. And Usman got this fight, I believe, because Colby Covington was being a little bitch. Uh supposedly they offered I think they offered Colby to fight Usman, but he said no. So then Usman fought RDA, and he won and looked really good. So they put him against uh, Woodley because Colby climbed the fight, and he's still talking shit. But, bro, you just got to get in the cage, man. Interim belt is fake. Woodley's got the real belt. So see how that fight goes down come Saturday. Um, real excited. Uh, let's see, what are the rounds on this? Wow. So, for rounds, it's currently at four and a half plus a hundred. Um, in the overs, four and a half, uh, minus 120. Hmm. I don't know if this will go to decision or not. So, I think... Woodley was just going to play a defensive fight, which would be smart because he has, a, I think, the advantage in every discipline. So if he just waits for Uzi, he can just do the Damian Maya strategy because he knows he's a better striker than him. So we'll just punch him on his way in, stuff his takedowns, keep it standing, punch him on the way in, stuff his takedowns. And then I think he's the better wrestler too. So even if he stuffs a takedown, you know, he can flip it and, you know, line up on top and start some ground and pal. We're just controlling him for the whole fight. Um, Woodley's just a beast, man. He doesn't stop working. Uh, I think he probably gets better fight to fight. Um, I don't think this one would be much different, but you never know. A fight's a fight, and we'll see. Then we got the main event with John's Bones Jones, a quick turnaround after beating Goof Gustafson for the second time and beating him decidedly, dominantly. Um, he looked great. Uh, striking was amazing, and then his his pressure with his grappling was was not surprising, but it's it was scary. I felt bad for. I mean, he's a fighter, but you could tell it was over once it went to the ground. Um, and Bones is fighting Anthony Lionheart Smith. Great fucking name. Uh, 
this guy's been around for a while. A lot of people say he's a young guy. He's not. He's older than Jones. He has more. He has like forty more fights than Jones. I believe he has like forty professional MMA fights and like thirty amateur fights or something like that. So this guy's been around. He's seen a lot. He's probably seen every style. He's got who knows all the data in his head and all the fights he's seen, all the moves. Uh, five round fight since a champ fight and main event fight. Um, John Jones currently is a minus eight forty five favorite, and Smith is a plus five ninety five underdog. Uh, they currently have the over under at one and a half, plus a hundred for the hundred under, uh, minus one twenty for the over. Uh, so more people are thinking it will go more than more than two rounds. I'm surprised. I feel like the betting actually would be on the under. Um, so what, John, he defeated, what, Gustafson in the second or third round? So, I don't know. I think Anthony Smith's really good. I've seen him fight live twice now. I saw him fight. Um, actually, I might have only seen him fight live once. But I did see him fight live versus uh, Rashad Evans, and he knocked him out, I believe, with a knee within, like, the first 30 seconds. And I was like, damn, who is this guy? Uh, Rashad Evans is a legend, former champ. Uh, he'll probably be in the Hall of Fame one day, current commentator, uh, analyst. I think he's more of an analyst, but he's he's pretty good at that, too. Um yeah, it looked really good, and I believe Smith, Lionheart beat uh, Shogun after that, so it'd be two former champs, two legends. Um, fight anybody after that? We'll see. But uh, they're both the same height, 6'4", it's light heavyweight, so 205. John has decided to reach advantage 8.5. Leg reach is about the same. Let's see, who's yeah, Smith fought? Shot at, oh yeah, and then he fought Vulcan Ozdemir, who Vulcan, who I thought I thought he was would be the next contender at light heavyweight. Um if uh DC didn't want to come back down. And Lionheart won. It was a crazy close fight. I think Vulcan was actually winning it. Um, but then Smith, he's got a fucking lion heart. He just pulled it out and somehow got the rear naked choke. And the last, he, he submitted him at 425 in the third round. I thought it was really impressive. And, um, yeah, they pushed him up to third in the rankings. Yeah. And now he's getting a title shot. He asked for a title shot after that. And I'm glad he has one. He's got the experience. And who knows? He might pull it off. I think John Jones is probably the best fighter that's ever walked into an octagon. Probably the, I don't, he might be the best athlete to ever walk into the octagon too. He's got two older brothers that are in the NFL. Um, dude's a fucking beast. He doesn't stop working, and he's got to focus now. And he wants to be the greatest. You know, he, I'm sure he still parties and stuff, but he's got a renewed focus, and you can tell it's in his eyes. And he's a fucking killer. He's an assassin. We'll see how the fight goes. Um, you know, I want both guys to put on a good performance. I think it would be cool to see Smith win. You know, I love underdogs. Um, I'm betting some money on him because you saw the odds. Or I told you the odds. At least right now, plus five ninety-five. I bet 6 bucks on him. If I win, I get $45 off a $6 bet. That's insane. 
know, I'll probably bet more between then and now. Um, number will probably just shrink and shrink. I'm, when I first checked, like, a few weeks ago, it was plus 1,000, which is crazy, just for any fight. Um, so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Uh, even if John wins, I'd be excited for that because um, then it's like, okay, who's next? And honestly, if he wins, I don't know who would be next. Uh, I guess we'll cross that bridge when we get there. And yeah, those are all the fights coming up. Um, I only have less than four minutes till an hour. Um, I had a few other things written down that I maybe was going to touch on if I had any been it, but I think that's good. We got through the entire 235 card, uh, explained how I um, first started, you know, getting into MMA and fighting and just trying to learn things about it. You know, I have a fucking punching bag in my apartment now, um, just for the fuck of it. And it's a good workout. It's fun, fun to do. I'm really contemplating a trying of of uh, joining a jiu-jitsu gym for defensive purposes. Um, and yeah. Uh, can't wait for Saturday. It's going to be an exciting night of fights. The card's stacked, as you heard, as I w- fucking went through every single one of them. Um, yeah. Uh, of all you guys, uh, make sure you watch the fights if you're interested. Um, pay-per-view event. But you don't have to do pay-per-view. You can do, you know, whatever your country offers. <laughs> All right. Everybody take care. Love you. Bye.